Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Super excited. I've taken a little bit of time off, taken some time to be able to rest and relax. Thank you very much. Um, the month of June and July, I kind of took some time off. So we are here with a very good friend of mine. Super excited to be able to kick off the next section with uh, Monica Edwani. Monica, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, T. Thank you for having me again. And I am so excited to have this conversation. Very important. Taking mm-hmm. time off. Super, super important for our mental health, for us to regroup, for us to come in with more force in order for us to focus. So I am so glad and happy that you did that for yourself. It's always really important. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I know you and I talk about mental health a lot. So for the the loyal listeners out there, um, Monica has been on the podcast. This will be the third time. And typically, no, fourth, third. Third. No, this is the fourth. Oh, no, fourth. Once, yeah. And then, yeah. And then we did a two part yeah. series because right. we did it. It was technically, it was like one concept, but we did a two part series. So this will be the fourth time you've been on the Power of Women and Insurance podcast. And um, we have had so many really great conversations and we have bonded over mental health, emotion, rebounding in the industry, being able to find your voice, being able to celebrate women in the insurance space. And that is one of the things that I love every time that I have you on, that has been really uh, our passion and our, our backbone to our friendship. And we have just had such a great friendship, I think over the last, um, gosh, has it been like two years that I have loved getting to know you with. So I appreciate you taking the time to be with us again today. I think it's great. I am so excited. I am so excited. And, you know, like you said, it is really important to continue bringing this topic up because even though we have talked many of times about, you know, this specific topic, it's all being very different and it it hits people in different ways. So I am really excited to kind of like do a a, a mishmash of the conversation (laughs) today. Um, Exactly. So (laughs) So Monica, you, I want to start off with your passion project, which is a lot of your women's activities that you have. You do have an amazing podcast called Transcend with M. And I know you're doing a lot of things with women in your local community. So start telling us a little bit about that. And then we're also going to talk about uh, uh, how to be able to get some relief in our day-to-day operations too, through capitalizing and utilizing virtual assistance within our, uh, our community and inside of our space. So tell me a little bit about your passion project with women, and then we're going to kind of go into the VA conversation. Yeah, yeah. So Transcend With Them, as you know, um, was born out of a lot of frustration of not having uh, direction and through a very mm-hmm. dark time when I was making a transition um, from many, many, many things that happened two years ago. I can't believe this that we started that conversation two years I know. ago. I know it's, it crazy. It's, it's crazy to to see where the transcend with M brand has gone to. And basically, you know, um, the podcast is focused on showcasing stories of resiliency. Mm-hmm. stories of success and whatever that success means to that person, right? So basically our goal is that with every story, 
women or men out there or, you know, non-gender, whichever you identify with, can learn that there is a path to everything you do. And just like others have been able to go through that path and succeed and, you know, see the light at the end of the tunnel, that you can do it too. So basically during the podcast with the stories, we just shared the tools that they went through, through their mm. story in order for them not only to have a platform and their story to be heard, because there's so many amazing stories to learn from out there from amazing women, yep. um, but also to understand that we are not alone. Yeah. So we recently just hit our 100 episodes. So 100 women. Yay. Um, 100 stories, 100 amazing healing sessions, I call them. They're my healing sessions. So um, it's been really amazing. And then from there, it has been off into us working a lot with the community. We do monthly events where we have speakers come in to share their stories, you know, share their business, share, you know, their tools that they have utilized in order to get there. And they're totally free to that community. We get them sponsored by either you know, carriers or companies or, you know, my own company. Um, but they're totally free. And recently we just did our women's soiree, summer soiree and book signing where we had four TEDx and authors, speakers wow. that came um, here to Worcester, Massachusetts. And I was, I was so amazed by the power of community because all of them came they didn't charge me a penny. They just wanted to be part of it. We gave them a platform to their books, talk about their story. And, you know, Sarah Muniz came from Texas. Uh, Precious Williams came from New York. Um, then we had two locals, uh, one from Cambridge, another one from the Boston area. And they are recognized nationwide, you know, and, 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 and internationally for their efforts. Um, and it was really amazing to see all the women that showed up um, wanting to grow, right? Not only their business, but themselves. And that's, yeah. that's the goal, right? The goal is to, to be a vessel of change and, and provide that platform for people. Mm -hmm. Because it's not about me helping them grow. It's about help uh, them helping each other grow. So that's kind of like what, Princeton with them is doing right now. Yeah. I love it. I love it. True definition yeah. of a great community. I mean, you know, yeah. of just women supporting women and, and, and helping along that path because every, every day is a new path. I mean, yeah. you know, every, every day in business, every day in life is totally different. And, you know, we've seen that life can change in a moment. It can change yes. the phone call, you know, and, um, we see that we can change. You know, we are not the mm -hmm. same people we were two years ago. I mean, when I met you two years right. ago, you were not the same person that I met because you were, you were in transition, you were going through some different things. Mm -hmm. And now you, you are, but we're all still transitioned. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, now you, you settle into new spaces and you're doing new things and you're doing all sorts of new projects, which I think are fun and exciting. And we've seen even, you know, in my life with my business and, you know, yeah. with the podcast and, and with, with, with life in general and my children and, and all these other things, things just change. They just do. Yeah. And it's the natural, natural flow of life. And I love how you're bringing that to, the, the the awareness and the culture locally as well as internationally with the concept of your podcast. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, no, it's very amazing 
to see that the word community doesn't have to mean your neighbor, right? Like yeah. we can have community everywhere. And yep. I am, I'm learning as I go as well, because I didn't think that was possible. So it's really, it's really amazing when you put yourself out there with purpose, mm -hmm. the things yep. that can actually happen. So the power of the internet, right? It's the yeah. power of the internet. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember so us talking about like, oh, internet is like sometimes bad. You go in this rabbit hole, but if you use it correctly, it's great. <laughs> it is, it is. But that's the key. You can't go down those rabbit holes, right? I had to get TikTok <laughs> off my phone because otherwise this rabbit hole was yeah. just way too deep for me. It was way too addictive. I was like, oh, this is so much fun. And I was sending TikToks to like all my friends and, you know, um, and I was like, okay, I cannot propagate this addiction. I just have to move on. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny. So with this oh. journey that you've been on now, you have partnered with Troy Thompson too, to be able yes. to work with insurance agencies, specifically with virtual assistants. Tell me a little bit about how you got involved with Troy because Troy actually is how you and I met because um yes back in the day um when I first started yeah. the podcast I think I put something in the um IAOA or the insurance agencies owner alliance and I just said hey anybody know any remarkable women who would we should really interview and he messaged me directly and said hey you really need to get get together with Monica and I am yeah. super shout out excited that he did that for yes. Troy Thompson did that for us. But you've also merged with him with uh, some business pursuits. And yeah. tell me a little bit about how that has occurred and um, how you got started with that at all. Yeah. So during that, that dark path two years ago, um, I had provided him some sales training. He came to Massachusetts with his wife, Sarah. Um, long time ago, and I have provided him with some tools and some sales training, um, you know, that they took back. And I, I used to check in with him like monthly, every two months and say, hey, how's everything going at the agency? Hope everything is well and whatnot. But I was focused on my thing here. So the, the relationship never grew more than just a check-in and, you know, a good kind of like coach type, you know, sales relationship right so right. um when i when i decided to quit the job i had um back in august 20 2020 yeah 2020 uh yeah it's been three years exactly um august 2020 um i took a sabbatical for a couple of weeks but um and i kept ignoring calls from people because i didn't want to talk to nobody um, right. But you know how he is persistent. So he called me. A little bit, and he's, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> so I know that you might not want to talk to no one right now, but I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to work together. And he hung up. <laughs> well, then. And then, um, then I, uh, when I came back from Texas, actually, I went to Austin for a little bit. Um, to meet with my friend and do some, some healing and some stuff. I, I call him back and I say, Hey, I, I just really don't know what I want. Um, I don't know. I quit with no, with no plan. Right. Yeah, and right. I was, I was like, what I do know is I need to find another job because I need to provide for my family. And, you know, I'm, I'm the main breadwinner and I, I really need to get a job. And I did, but we continue talking about the idea of working together. Um, and I started, you know, taking a look at all the different things on his agency 
uh, he started sharing a lot more with me about the things that, you know, he was going through and whatnot. And one of the topics that came up was like, you know, BPs, how, or BAs, you know, how unreliable certain certain services were and whatnot. And, you know, the idea of like, hey, why don't we do, do we don't do this ourselves? Because I had experience with VAs for like eight years now or seven years at that moment. And we just started kind of figuring out how we could make it work, right? So fast forward, um, March 2021, March 2021, Sabato was born. And uh, we launched on actually Women's International Day, the 8th of nice. March. Um, and, you know, up till today, we're, we're up and running a year and a half, no, a year and a couple of months after, not half yet. Uh, we are up to 80 employees and we have about 40, uh, I don't know the exact number, but 40 something clients across the country. Um, predominantly on mid Midwest um, and East Coast, um, and we're doing great. Um, and the reason we are doing so great is because this was this was built from agents to agents, right? Mm-hmm. So we right. we are on the grind of our agencies on a daily basis. We are on the front line. We have been there doing that for fifteen plus years. So everything that we developed, including the training that the VAs go through, is based on our experience and based on the best um, way that we know how to do business. Now, can I say that that I have the best model out there when it comes to teaching people how to run their business? No, everybody's different. Everybody runs their things different. But can I say that I have the most reliable VAs in the planet, I will say yes. Right. So, because I believe in my people and I think they are exceptional and they, they were brought in believing and, and, and our expectation of them is to be great. So, um, so I think, you know, based on all the experiences that we had with BAs in the past, we were able to tackle those immediate frustrations that we know are going to come up. And basically, we built our process around those instead the other way around. So, you know, so far, we've had experience, very rapid success, more than I thought we will have because we both are, you know, fully 100% into our agencies and we don't really do Sabato full time. Or like, I don't know, I work like 90 hours a week. I don't even know. But <laughs> What is full-time anymore? I don't even know what those definitions like, are. <laughs> but in my, in my mind, right? Like I am, I, I'm split between different, different things, different businesses, different projects, right? So mm-hmm. I am very grateful for our operations team, yeah. which is all composed of VPs. We don't, we don't have, you know, um, we wanted to build a structure within them so they can see a career path within our company. So they know there is more to than just being a VA, right? Right. So 
I am um, very grateful for them because they they have done an exceptional job at carrying our vision and our expectations, right? So we can continue carrying the business who are fueling the day-to-day, right? Because everybody knows when you're starting up, you know, there is a lot of expenses involved and you really mm-hmm. don't there don't are. start don't start making any money in the first three years. So we have to continue, you know, fueling our companies in running the day-to-day just like anybody else as well. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So so when you guys really delved into the world of of you you call them VPs, is that what y'all call them? Versus virtual yeah, assistants. Yeah, we call them, call them we call them virtual professions. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So as you start working with with VPs and you start really, you know, digging into those processes, what did mm-hmm. you find really make y'all really successful? Because I know whenever you talk about being able to bring somebody on virtually into any agency, somebody who doesn't sit right next to you in your office, there's a lot of fear that a lot of agency mm-hmm. uh, professionals have. A lot of, um, you know, um, account managers, a lot of agency owners, a lot of, you know, people who might manage that person really mm-hmm. feel a lot of anxiety about whether or not they are doing what they're supposed to be doing. If they're, if they're doing it accurately, if they're doing it as best as they could be doing it, you know, those types of things. How do you usually talk to people about those types of questions that how are your operations and your training to get people up and running and the time investment for someone who's already Mm -hmm. stressed to the max by time-wise, maybe they're working, you know, multiple hours a week more than they should. How do you address that conversation with them? Yeah, so it is. I think something we do a little bit differently is setting expectations, right? Anybody I talk to, I always tell them, no matter how much training you give to someone, they're not going to be able to do the job how you want them to do it unless right. you teach them how to do it, right? right. However, right. you know, what we do very well is that we nourish our VPs with the insurance knowledge, right? So we have an eight week program internally. Um, eight that, weeks, nice. Yep, eight weeks that they have to go through, and it's very similar. I will say, you know, everybody uses out there systems like Total CSR or you know Ideal Trades and stuff like that. We have developed a program that you know kind of takes both of best worlds, and okay. internally we have a training where they go through the basics of insurance for personal and commercial lines, right? And every week there is testing um, and they have to pass with an 80% or more in knowledge and capacity in order to perform a very basic CSR administrative job, right? So basically, not only we do that for eight weeks and we teach them, you know, the basics of, you know, how do you fill it in a quote form? How do you how do you do a binder? How do you do you do a COI? You know how do you manage you know AMS or QQ or Hotsoft or you know we give them intros into all these mm. systems, all these stuff based on the database that we have acquired so far, and they get tested, right? So the magic happens when a client says, "Yes, I want to move forward and proceed." We actually provide that client with the option of to choose who they want to work with, right? Like we don't plug somebody into you. You get get to choose who you want to work with, right? And we provide them with all the assessments 
and everything that that person completed. Now, oh, nice. the, the expectation is that you need to spend time with your BP. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be very, very clear. We make them sign a pledge and we work with them facilitating the first six weeks of training for this person to be completely on board, up and running within that agency. And we're very specific. It's going to be six weeks. So I think what we do differently is setting that expectation. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. You know, setting expectations is everything because even though this person can come in understanding what's an auto binder, what is a COI, what is all this stuff that has to do with insurance, when the job is specific into an agency or a specific into a role, you still need to spend a good amount of time not just teaching the process, but explaining the why. And that's where most people fail. They don't explain the why of something needs to get done because we, even if you come here, right. And you tell me, Hey, Monica, I need you to do this process, do this, this, and that. And you don't explain me why that process needs to get done. I'll be like, "Hmm, okay. So if there's a mistake, I'm not going to make the relationship because I don't even know why that will be a mistake or why this ties into something else that can result into something more. Right. So the, the explaining the why is, is the most important thing. And I will tell you that we spend more on the why and getting the explanation of things than what we do on the process. So I, I think, you know, that's what we do a little bit differently is basically so it's not just operations. It's not just click here, click here, click here. It's right. why do you do this? So that if something doesn't work, they can kind of use their own yeah. intuition and or knowledge to be able to get on exactly. in there and make sure that it really, the project still gets done, right? Or yeah. maybe even they can bring it up and say, hey, maybe this isn't working as efficiently as um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe if we added this next step. Oh, okay. Well, that will actually make a huge difference. So they really become a real team member rather than- right just somebody who just click, yeah. click, click and performs a specific task. We, That's we, we need to teach them to be problem solvers. Yeah. They are not working bees, right? Like they are not working bees. They are problem solvers. So that's, that's our difference. You know, yeah. we hire people to be problem solvers because if you're doing a job for me and I still have to solve the problem, then, you know, I still yeah. going to spend the same amount of time. Right. Yeah. But if you, you come to me and you say, hey, Monica, I actually um, found this problem. Uh, we made this We made this mistake, but I think this will be a good solution. Do you mind discussing it? Can we discuss it as a group to see if everyone agrees? And can I change this process? You give them ownership and accountability, right? Yeah. So it is Huge. all about the why. 
Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, you know, I am not telling you that we are perfect and that we're running a hundred percent there, but I will tell you that we are probably 80 to 90% there just because we still young and we still experiencing different types of aspects of the different industries that we weren't exposed to. Right. right. So I am learning, they are learning, everybody's learning, and we will continue to learn as we grow. But I think the essence and the base of what we are doing, that will never change, right? Sure. So I think it's the, for me, for us, is the right way of doing business. Yeah, no. And I think treating them like a long-term team member yes. is so much, so important. I think a lot of people don't think of a virtual team member as being a team member. Like they don't think of them, they mm-hmm. think of them as just a click, click, click person, right? They don't think of them as a yeah. vital person who contributes to their team, who contributes to the overall health and wellness of the business. And just like, you know, you and I originated this conversation talking about, you know, women and tenacity and, and, and health and, and our journey going through a space business does the same thing. It has a journey. Mm -hmm. It has a conversation. It has a, a lifetime of, of breathing of of challenges and growth and successes. And if we don't look at every single person on our team as part mm-hmm. of that breath, part of that machine, part of that team that makes that 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 growth pattern, listen to yeah. their thoughts, listen to their ideas, listen to their suggestions, then we're mm-hmm. never going to be a really cohesive business that's really, really mm-hmm. healthy. And I think for me, my virtual team members are very much also a part of my mental health and mm-hmm. as, as a business owner and the, the health of the business, because I want yeah. them to be an intricate part of the team. And I want them to feel like they are an intricate part of the team. I want them to be people who are my, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, they, they, they help me. They don't, they don't just do a job, they help me as a business Mm -hmm. owner. They help the client. They think outside the box. They say, okay, what would the client expect next? Right. So like, not just, okay, this payment's been posted, this mortgage e-check's been paid or whatever, Maybe, okay, now we need to let the client know, give them a peace of mind, right? You know, hey, Teresa, let's go ahead and create a template for that. That's a great idea. Let's do that. Little things like that just really take a business and help it level up. And it takes a lot of stress off of the business owner too. I think a lot of people think of all that training and adding team members as adding stress, but I would love for people to think through that after, like you said, that acclimation period. And if we think about it in the right way, we can think about it as taking stress off of a business and off of us as, as, as managers or owners. Yeah. And I would like to go into that a little bit more because that's why we call them virtual professionals. Everyone we hire has a, you know, either a bachelor's or a master's degree, right? Where we are at in, in Pakistan, Savital was just was actually um, just named one of the best places to work. Nice. And we don't, you know, our hiring process is so rigorous because I also have the focus on women, right? So mm-hmm. over there, giving an opportunity to this to a woman with a degree that usually wouldn't make more than the, her counterparts or, you know, other people in the community, this is a long-term career, yeah. right? This is, they're here for the long run. Like there are certain things, you know, behind scenes that 
we had to agree on doing, like providing them transportation, meals, a, a quality of life so they can come work and do something more, right? So we don't call them virtual assistants because they are professionals and they are working here with clients in the U.S., helping them grow just like anyone else will be doing in a person, you know, mm. job, right? Yeah. So it is, it is important for us to break that concept of like a virtual person is not a long-term employee because they are, they are. And a lot of, you know, a lot of us are, are not only trying to do good for companies here in the U.S. to do better, to grow more profitable, but we are also trying to bring opportunities to other communities that might not ever have something mm -hmm. like this, where they are brilliant and they have all the right in the world to grow, right? And to experience the same success that we are experiencing. So I think, you know, I, I'm sorry, I get very passionate about no, it. Because, I agree. You know, I, I, I don't like that concept of like, oh, you know, it is, it is a virtual assistant and what, right? Like that's right. usually what you hear. It and is. It's sad. It is. And, it, and it's sad. Um, but, you know, we, we try to do a career path for everyone we hire. You know, we want them in the future to run an, the operation, to become managers, to become, you know, team leaders, to actually you know, help us with the sales and do yeah. all these things. Right. But they got to start somewhere. And, you know, we have, we have had so much success, you know, building those career paths internally. And we also take in consideration that, you know, at some point they might leave as well, but it's not going to be in a year or two. It might be three years and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay because they deserve it. But if they stay fantastic, right. Um, so I, I think you're, you're on point, um, when you say, you know, see them as your team members, because that's exactly the message that we are trying to carry, yeah. um, with our company as well. I love it. So, so the first question, one of the questions that comes to my mind is why Pakistan? A lot of people go to the Philippines or they do um, other countries. So I think going yeah. to Pakistan is very different for a virtual yep. assistant company, especially yeah. for what we've seen in the insurance space. I know that Pakistan yeah. is very big as far as assistance in the technological and technology mm -hmm. industry. I think there's a yeah. lot of that going on. Um, in my mind, that's what I think of when I think of um, maybe a virtual assistant or a virtual professional in the Pakistan mm -hmm. area, because they are very educated, very intelligent people. I mean, both yeah. both in the Philippines and there specifically, but why did you guys choose to focus there? So the Philippines are very saturated. Everybody mm -hmm. wants to go there, do business. It's easy, it's cheap, it's whatever, right? Um, and I had over, I think, you know, at the time I left my other company, I had 10, 10 BAs from from. Wow. From, from the Philippines and I love them dearly and I still talk to them and they are awesome and they still there, they still pushing and I, you know, I am so proud of them. Um, but in Pakistan, um, there is there is various things, um, you know, a lot of opportunity for women mm -hmm. that is not that is not usually given. Uh, second, 
uh, from the business schools. So we have the three of the top um, college and universities from there. You get about 5,000 graduates just from like the universities and only they are generating only 200 jobs a year. Oh, wow. So, so you have this massive gap in terms of, you know, the, the market where you have a lot of amazing educated people, but there's not enough jobs. Totally opposite to America, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so that, that, that was the main reason. Uh, and, second, and, and third, I guess, um, it's because we understood when, while doing our research that even if we take we paid you know 30 or 40 or even 50% above market in terms of salaries there um is it wasn't going to break the bank and we can still give people a very very high quality of life so um it was a nice mixture of a lot of different things it that is, really worked it, well for your clients for you guys and for them and it was it yes. sounds like a really good um triad of, yeah. of, of synergy between, between that, yeah. that idea. Yeah. And it, it, it was all tied into purpose, right? Yeah. Like, you know, do, yeah. do good, do good for, for, for both sides um, from a, a humanitarian standpoint as yeah. well. I mean, business is business. We're all here to make money. That's not what we are, sure. what we are uh, debating, but at the same time, you know, what good can we do for, for others? And, and that's, you know, that's my driving force at least. Yeah. Right. So, um, so we come from a different place, I guess, um, from a place of, of, of helping and, and helping others like a hardworking insurance agency owners like us to, to grow and, and to actually be able to enjoy life a little bit more because here we work like animals, right? Yeah. We're so conditioned to work so much and we forget mm -hmm. to enjoy the little things back to, you know, mental health and experiencing so much burnout, especially in the past two years since the pandemic. Well, and I think as we come into this hard market, we're, we're here, we're not coming, we're here. I mean, mm -hmm. and I know that there's a lot of, and I'm in Texas, there's a lot of areas that are harder hit than Texas, but at the same point, we're still like, we've got a lot of carriers that won't write landlord policies unless they have the homeowners. And, you know, and if you have out-of-state investors, it's really hard to be able to do. And there's just all yeah. these different pieces that they, you know, they want this, they don't want that. They'll only write this, but, you know, they only want this at a certain level, or they only want this type of, you know, it's almost like, you know, you, you know, stick your tongue out to the left and stand on your right foot, you know, and point to a certain direction and maybe <laughs> they might want the business, right? Yeah. And, you know, and then you pray <laughs> that nobody has a loss because then they're going to cancel them. And I think that in this hard market, though, we're seeing so much stress. I'm seeing on yeah. so many different Facebook groups, on so many different conversations that I hear, so many different podcasts, just the stress that a lot of people are under mm -hmm. in sales and in service. And the clients as well are very, very stressed. I mean, yeah. a lot of them approach us first with aggression, unfortunately. And yeah. they will approach us like, and then they're like, oh, okay. So, I mean, I've had a couple of them just even like this week that have been like, and then we talked to them like, oh, okay. So I think. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think 
that as um, especially and I hate to put it this way, but especially people of age, you know, they just they're they're maybe living on fixed incomes. They thought that this would be fine. But with inflation, they're just seeing everything going up across the board. They're stressed. They're very, very stressed right now. Our Mm -hmm. clients are. And um, I think that if we can bring in team members that can help empower our business and that have a little bit of that knowledge, like you said, with that eight week training program and then the understanding and the knowledge of the six weeks of that as well, we can bring in people that can be viable team members to help take some of that stress off of us so that we can really focus on the clients, the market, the, the business overall you know, maybe, you know, and I think it's really important for people to hear exactly what you said, that they don't have to deal with clients, that our virtual assistants don't have to be running quotes. They don't have to be doing these things. They can on the back end if we want them to like tee things up through our raters and so forth, but which takes a lot of the time off of us. But what they can also do, like you said, help out with commissions, help out with social media, help out with yeah. billing, help out with you know, uh, a lot of different things, certificates of insurance, they can help out with, you know, uh, just sending binders, following up on paperwork. They don't have to be items that the clients see and touch, right? Mm -hmm. Or that the clients uh, talk to. They can if we want them to, but they don't have to be. Right. And I think that's really important. I think a lot of people get really stuck in that space. They go, oh, but if I hire, that means they have to be licensed. That means they have to deal with the clients. That means they have to, no, they don't. They don't. No, they don't. And that's huge. And the people, I think if people could just let that go and think Mm -hmm. outside the box, we would be able to relieve so much stress in this industry right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's three things that they cannot do. They cannot sell, solicit, or bind a policy. Everything else, it's okay. (laughs) Everything else is okay. You know, like we've been working really, really closely especially with the uh, big guy in Minnesota, because they, they use our services. So one of our VPs is their proctor, and she actually teaches the classes um, for CSRs that are coming into the market. Nice. So, so our VPs go, uh, are, are going through a process of getting their CICs, their CISRs, and, and whatnot, they just cannot get licensed, right? Yeah. So you're getting- Can they the still same... get certifications and not be actually licensed? They can take the classes. Yeah. I know they can take the classes, but and can they, they have can the get... actual certifications without having a license? That's one of the things I was, Yeah. I don't know, in my mind, they had to have a license in order yeah. to get a certification, but they don't. No, no, they're recognized internationally. So nice. they actually can. They that actually is, can. That right there just mm-hmm. blows my mind. That right there is yes. awesome. Because I've yeah. had my virtual assist, my virtual professionals go through a couple of classes through different organizations, but they've never taken them towards like a certification or anything. Because I'm yes. like, you can't do that anyway because you're not licensed. But they've taken a couple of the courses, but they haven't yeah. like, like there there hasn't been a lot of um. It takes a lot of time, especially some yeah. of these courses take a lot of time. So the idea of really dedicating to that process to be able to be better for the agency, I love the fact they can do the certification mm-hmm. even if they can't have that license. Let that me know. I hope it blows my mind. You just made my whole hour right there. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, girl, if people yeah. want to reach out to you, talk about Sabatol, talk about virtual assistants. If people are yeah. virtual professionals, if people want to talk to you about how we can bring in that, or you could bring in that type of resource for them, for their yeah. business, and or maybe if you can talk to their boss or you could talk to somebody that might be making that decision, 
if they're listening mm-hmm. to this podcast today, how do they reach out to you? Yeah, I'm very active on LinkedIn. So Monica Duane on LinkedIn. You can reach out to me also on Facebook. A lot of the insurance agents live on Facebook. <laughs> Thank um, you. Okay. <laughs> or I think it's so, that's another one. I can get yeah. so like behind on Facebook. I mean, it's like, Sometimes people I get that post. I'm like, no, I, I can't live there. I just, I can't, I've got stuff to do. I can't, I can't keep up with it. That's why I have VAs for, right? Well, <laughs> I need to do that, I guess. Put them, put them on my Facebook. So that way I can like keep up with stuff. Um, though, and then my cell phone, you can just call me 508-963-9108. You can text me or you can call me and I'm always available. So feel free or go to our website, Sabadol. S-A-B-V-I-T-A-L dot U-S. So, but you can just text me or call me. It's easier. And (laughs) for women empowerment and for stories of tenaciousness across all industries, because this is not just insurance-based, tell people how they can get a hold of your uh, podcast, uh, Transcend with M. Yeah, Transcend with M is like in eight different platforms right now, but predominantly on um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, so if you just, you know, type transcend with M or Monica Duane, they should, should be able to come up and they're amazing stories for a lot of women, including Teresa's story, which is really, really amazing. Um, you know, women in insurance, you know, CEOs, (laughs) moms, whatever you want to hear. All the hats hats. hats that we wear. I love it. Well, Monica, you've been amazing as always. Thank you so much for joining us today. You have, I I always love having you on. Well, you're just not the last time you're going to be on. I can promise you that. I think you're probably actually the guest I've had on the most and this podcast because I've had a couple of people on two or three times, but um, but this being your fourth, I think you are officially above everyone else's number of uh, episodes on here. So you are probably, you need, you need like a badge of honor. You are the power woman and insurance uh, guest of the year. Two years. I guess so. No, we all, we'll, it's just because we, we have so much fun, I guess. We do. We do. We love each other very much. We do. <laughs> we do. So I look forward to hugging your neck again in October. Will you yes. be at the Innovation Conference in October? I will right. be there. Perfect. I already booked I everything. Hugging you there. Everybody, yeah. this has been another amazing episode of Power Women in Insurance with Monica Edwani with Sabatol. And you can look them up at sabatol.us. And we want you to be able to know there are resources out there to help you through this insurance journey, whatever that looks like. Please tap into the podcasts in the industry, resources in the industry that we're happy to be able to bring here for you. And uh, check us out every single Wednesday. We do have a new podcast recording that we put out there of amazing women in the insurance space. So check us out on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the places where podcasts are available. This is Teresa Kitchens, and I will talk to you next week. Everybody have a great week.